Hey everybody, welcome back to Bon Voyage. I'm Rob. I'm Adam. And we have no movie for you today. What no. did what did you call this the other day? We are on uh, sh- we're on shore leave this week. That's right. We've been furloughed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> honestly, it's uh, well. There's two things. Uh, we're still a little bit devastated from the loss of Tracy. That was a. It's hard to like say uh, in the future. People are binging this. They find this podcast and they're like watching along to like go right from that to another one right away. I don't, maybe that won't be the case, but for me, it it hit pretty hard. That one hit harder than it ever had before. Yeah. It was such a, it was also just such a good movie. Yeah. Like I think Heather was saying a bit, like you really care about the, the characters and you get invested in all this stuff. And it's such a big right emotional journey i guess like i've i've seen all these movies multiple times as i've said but i don't think i've deliberately i don't know if i've ever watched them through without having a repeat in between or like skipping and going to some of my favorites like i i've said a while ago this is the longest i've gone without seeing skyfall in years and it's only been a few months we've been doing this like i, I watched it over christmas or whatever it hasn't been that long but yeah. like I've never watched them in any kind of order like this. I don't think I've ever even gone through like a release order before without, you know, cheating a little bit. So coming up with our own chronology and then seeing Bond after these 14 missions for his 15th, go through that and get married and that ending, it's kind of hard to just jump into another one right away. Yeah. I mean, it's a natural break too because we've kind of just gone non-stop i mean it's been every week right since we started i was gonna say yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah like there's i said there's two things there's that and then honestly we just need a break yeah so so yeah we're just uh we don't want to not put something up we're trying to get a bit of a following and this this will be one of those episodes that people will start to listen and be like oh all right i'll come back next week but at least there's something up (laughs) Mm -hmm. just a reminder that we exist yeah exactly so we're just basically doing a bit of a catch up, give you a bit of a preview for what's to come and check in, see how uh, Adam's doing on this journey. Mm. How are you doing on this journey? It's it's funny how the more we do this, the more I develop a relationship with all these movies and the Bond canon, etc. And then at the same time, I still don't care that much in a way. Sure. Like it's... Look- let me put it this way instead, uh, like two separate things, the work of doing a podcast and like the shit, I got to watch a movie and talk about it tonight. And in your case, you're editing it, uh, versus just your enjoyment of it. And like you, you said, you've noticed watching other movies, you've seen influence now. And like, there's, you're a part of the club. Now you are now above average for your everyday citizen. I think you've seen more of them. A lot of people, have seen a few and you hadn't seen any so you came into this below average and now you're well over you've seen most of them at this point yeah i think as you know some kind of as a study it's been useful to like see all these movies for the influences like you were saying like it's it's i don't feel like i've wasted my time like there's some kind of cultural uh, weight to it and relevance sure um and film history yeah yeah exactly yeah even outside of you'll look at other genres different you'll recognize choices that certain franchises or certain genres make now given that you mm-hmm. hadn't studied film before being more of a music guy yeah and i wouldn't normally have 
watched this much of this kind of film. Yeah, for sure. totally. Yeah. What was the point again? Just to see if I could actually, honestly, the point was just to find some schmuck who will watch all these movies with me in an order I contrive and talk about it. But the, like the loose hypothesis being, if you uh, were a fan, say, uh, I guess that's another question. If this were to go off the rails somehow, say you were to move to Poland or something and we weren't able to continue doing this, <laughs> uh, would you still like uh, watch No Time to Die when it comes out? Yeah, yeah. Without any other obstacles in the way, I yeah, would sure. still watch No Time to Die. Yeah. Right. Okay. How about another question? Would you... Uh, <laughs> have you developed an affection or fondness for it? Say you were to hear... Like some of the uh, misconceptions you had about it, say a friend of yours were to say an offhand comment that you found wasn't accurate, would you chime in? For sure, if I felt it wasn't accurate. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, for sure. I don't think I would defend it as much as you would, for, obviously. No, of course. I, I can't uh, expect that. <laughs> <laughs> but I would definitely have some kind of opinion at this point on a lot of it. Yeah, yeah I, I've noticed this time through that there's a lot of misplay, like there's tons of criticisms that you could throw at it, but like the main ones are misplaced. Like the, you know, we talk about the misogyny and sexism and all that this time through, it hasn't been as obvious. And like, there's some good parts of the franchise that I never even noticed watching them back to back and some bad stuff that aren't talked about very often. Like the, the point of uh, like, I'm surprised more left leaning politically people aren't, in love with this franchise because the baddie always ends up being some evil industrialist trying to pit the two big powers against mm. each other. Like it's never actually a right wing agenda. Like it's not overly uh, propagandic really. It is a little bit in that it's a macho dude coming in to save the day, but he's like a suave secret agent from Britain. It's not, you know, it's not a mission impossible. It's not America saving the day over and over again. And it's not, yeah. Big evil. I mean, there is some hilarious big evil Russia stuff, but it's usually a rogue general or whatever. That's right. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to be talking too much, but I just saw Black Widow on the weekend, and I, as I was telling you, it's ba it is a Bond movie. It's completely a Bond movie, except there isn't that. I mean, it is sort of a rogue general, the big villain that everybody thought was dead, and he's the bad guy. But like. Uh, David Harbour's character, the Red Guardian, he's like the Russian Captain America. And it's just such a, he has Karl Marx tattooed on his fingers. It's just cliche after cliche. And like, that's the, it certainly made me realize I, I, oh, well, fuck, I already knew this, but I really don't want Disney to buy Bond. It, it just, <laughs> like, cliches will go way through the roof and there will be no sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, General Gogol in the Bond movies is like M's counterpart and he's shown like a lot of respect and they have some mutual respect, Gogol and M. But like the Disney version of Russia is always so terrible. Like the Russian prison is insane and everybody looks like every government official is corrupt and poor and wearing shitty clothes. And it's, yeah, just a huge stereotyping. You don't get that in these movies. So I think that's one... Um, one thing that isn't really talked about in the like public vernacular about Bond. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There there was a lot there, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely had my own train of thought going perpendicular. Uh, I, I think relative to the misogyny, for example, and that kind of area of things, 
and that that area of criticism perhaps i i feel like if any if i've learned anything through doing this is that i'm not very well equipped to like dissect and think about and talk about those things properly you know right, right. Like, like we're not professional critics i haven't read like any feminist theory really i haven't i'm not an academic or anyone that should be talking about this stuff all that much right yeah one thing i do different is definitely maybe three guests so one of them i've really loved doing this with you but uh a woman here because there's been so many times where it's just us and another guy talking about this shit so yeah. and maybe lining up guests who are professionals in that field that would be an interesting bond podcast is if i was like <laughs> if we had some more pull and new enough professionals and we're better planned could actually have someone that we know in the field uh, of whatever the movie is about, whether it's mm -hmm. about the, I don't know, sexism issues, or maybe even scientifically about the plot, someone who could actually speak to what the movie is trying to do. That could have been interesting. Some kind of diamond specialist <laughs> for diamonds are forever. Sure. <laughs> or like smuggling expert to just say how outrageous some of this stuff is. Hmm. On the sexism stuff, one thing, like I base it too much on the limited amount of women in my life, their opinions on it rather than large scale. And, and uh, I don't know, historically, like I know what films were like at the time, the contemporary ones, other ones that I've seen, and I know that Bond is better. So I jumped to conclusions there. But I think that I've missed mm. is, I think it was Michael in one of our, it was in Diamonds Are Forever actually which I didn't realize until listening to it later, the, the question he was asking, like I, I kept saying, it's great that these women are doing these things, but he's saying, why are it's men writing these characters? It's not like those women are real people. I'm not watching a documentary. These are characters <laughs> written. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I understand that they're trying to be uh, powerful and take ownership of their own, these characters are uh, ownership of yeah. their own path and blah, blah, blah. But that is a choice made by dudes, and I haven't appreciated that enough. That's right. Yeah. That is interesting because there is, like, within the movie, the agency of the female characters, for example, or, or any character. And then there's also the meta kind of commentary where, like, the people write those scripts and direct those. Right. So what was the motive of being one of the only franchises of the day to give women dialogue? A dialogue that moves the plot forward rather than just... Oh, James. <laughs> and there's plenty of that too, but yeah. Well, I think it was Heather was saying some of these movies, even by today's standards, you don't see characters like female characters like this very often, unless they get mm -hmm. their special one-off episode or one-off movie like Black Widow. Most of the Marvel movies, she barely does anything or says anything. It's all the dudes who still get all the dialogue. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Like imagine, well, no, never mind. That's a whole other rabbit hole but like if disney owned it you would have 20 bond movies and then you would have a money penny movie and then you'd have 20 more like and you wouldn't have or a pussy galore movie or whatever yeah 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 you wouldn't have these because there aren't many great female characters in these other series like the mcu i i think i mean outside of just the mcu and the the jb cu uh, <laughs> oh, there's <God>. other <laughs> cus that have you know strong female characters i'm sure which one uh, yeah you're putting me on the spot yeah it's just a, like it's a it's systemic for sure yeah and i maintain that 
this is one of the better series for that. Man, we talk about misogyny and sexism a lot. <laughs> on this well, it, it feels to me like it's kind of the elephant in the room with these movies. Like, how do you talk about this without addressing mm. that? Because it's such a central theme to everything. Like the fact that there is a sh- there's a Bond girl in every movie or right, a right. few. Yeah, right? if, if you didn't but, talk about it, it'd be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and it's not just like you know, like the villain or the henchman. It's like, it's like of such a, I don't know, such a big part. Like, like you said, like the next biggest character besides Bond is like the Bond girl, quote unquote. Yeah. Either the girl or the villain in every movie is the next biggest Mm -hmm. character. We haven't got to trying to think there's one for sure that uh, a lot of people don't like much, but I do where I don't want to tell you which one, because it's kind of a twist where there's a villain who's a woman that doesn't Mm -hmm. happen enough. I mean, you've yeah. had like Kleb and uh, what's her, Irma Boont, yeah. uh, but they're like hench people more than villains. Yeah, that's right. It's a side note. Um, the other elephant in the room being, again, the lack of female representation on this podcast talking about it. So to not talk about it, we would be, <laughs> I think we're doing that uh, getting out in front of the argument or out in front of the criticism of talking about like we can't be accused of being two white guys talking about whatever and just ignoring the elephant in the room we we do mention it we don't want to be like the oblivious white guys on the podcast we're going to be the (laughs) (laughs) self-aware you know hypocrites it's yeah it's like bo burnham's first song in that special there talking about the do we really need another white guy talking about or telling jokes right now yeah sure (laughs) Yeah, yeah saving the world with the james bond podcast exactly metaphorically literally <laughs> yeah uh, oh man yeah well uh do you have any standout favorites i mean we talked about it last time not movie other th- all, right, all right we're talking about girls who's your favorite bond girl so far yeah we'll just objectify it a little bit after saying all of that stuff <laughs> Well, <laughs> who's the sexiest one? Adam? <laughs> the sexiest? I'm joking. Don't, don't answer that. <laughs> I'm, don't. Tr- <laughs> I liked the girl in uh, Honor Majesties, obviously. Yeah, yeah Tracy. Definitely. Tracy. Like I said, Vesper has been my favorite for years, but hard to beat Tracy. No, Vesper didn't like do that much. Yeah, it was also your first one. This is. Like, I wanted to ask you a bunch of questions, but <laughs> this would be, uh, I, I know the future going forward after No Time to Die is questionable here, but a lot of these questions are better the second time through because you don't remember fucking Casino Royale. It was four months yeah. ago <laughs> or whatever. Like, I do a, a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. Vesper's, like, their, their chemistry and her wit and she does show some bravery and agency and her uh, inner conflict and all of that's like, there's a lot going on there and she's gorgeous and she's an amazing actress. So that's, I guess why she was always my favorite, but Tracy's a freaking hero. She's like one of his only equals. That's kind of how I'm measuring it when I'm thinking about it. It's like someone who like, yeah, is equal to, to bond and just like, in actions i guess here's another good point we're talking about how great a lot of these female characters are can you name one other one besides i just mentioned vesper and tracy like when we watch 
Kara, fucking Kara. <laughs> you would remember that one. Yeah. Okay, did you like you like her? Galore. Okay, yeah, she's pretty great too. Octopussy. Okay, well done. Uh, Never mind. Oh, what's that other one's name? Oh, uh, Good Night. I was gonna say, I know you remember Man with the Golden Guns. How about not Good Night, but Good for Moonraker? Oh, <laughs> Goodhead, Doctor Goodhead. Yeah, you got it. Right. <laughs> but oh yeah, I didn't care for her so much. There are a few pretty good ones coming up. The Strawberry Fields was one, right? Yes. Very briefly. I wouldn't. She's like the middle girl when she dies. She's not really the Bond girl. She, that was in Quantum. Hmm. Uh, Cam, okay. Camille. Olga Karolanko's character in Quantum was the Bond girl on that one. I can't wait for you to see the Bond girl in Skyfall. Isn't it M? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did I already say that? You've told me that. Oh, yeah. oh shit. Because that'll be fun to talk about. We might need to do that as a two-parter. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, I've got a lot to say. <laughs> so, uh, on that note, what's our schedule coming up? Well, yeah, I was going to say, um, also speaking of what we were saying before, coming off such a good movie, like it's hard to get back into. Like I love all of them. I love everything from View to a Kill to this one. You haven't seen View to a Kill yet. Or like, say, Octopussy. It's fun to watch mm -hmm. all of them. But it really is, like, there's four or five that are just really, really good. And it's hard mm -hmm. to watch the rest right after you watch a really, really good one. So I am I just want to jump right to Skyfall and get into the back into the meat of it now that we're coming off Majesties. Mm -hmm. But our, all right, I don't have my list in front of me. I told you I would try to wing it. I think because of how we reacted, I'm changing it a bit, how we reacted to Majesties. The next one's going to be Licensed to Kill. And for a little bit of a preview for you, that one, it's uh, it's <laughs> the reason I don't want to do it is because this will be three episodes in a row where we watch an actor's last movie. So we, yeah. wa we finished Connery, then we watched the one and only Lazenby. This will be the last Dalton. But I think it makes a lot of sense. There's a reference to Tracy in it. He's a bit of a loose cannon. It's the most violent by far. And it, it makes sense after what he just went through. Sweet. We'll do that. And then for your eyes only, there's another reference to Tracy. And that's back to Roger Moore. So we've got two films that are kind of a post being a widower yeah. film. And then I kind of I think we're gonna do the Spy Who Loved Me after that one, if I remember right, and that'll be almost wrapping up Roger Moore. That one is like just a bit of a tease for you. That like if it's not Goldeneye on a lot of people's lists, like the people who love Roger Moore, the Spy Who Loved Me is the one. It's mm -hmm. it's the Goldfinger of the Roger Moore movies. The set pieces, oh, okay. the villain, the gadgets, the cool car. He's like top of his game. He looks great. Great Bond girl. Great action. It's And the song, we'll talk more about it then. But man, and the title sequence. It, it's Oh, and, a, and like the most iconic stunt of the whole franchise is in that one. I'm just spoiling it like crazy. Yeah. And then I think we're into Brazi. We've got Goldeneye, The World Is Not Enough, Die Another Day. And then we're going to do another special. And then we're into Skyfall, Spectre, A View to a Kill, then No Time to Die. Man. Wow. The end is sort of in sight. It's crazy. That feels like a lot still. <laughs> it, it it does, but considering 15 are behind us, yeah, we've got nine yeah. plus a special. And uh, yeah, well, we've got room for two more. Like there's a... Uh, 
what did I just say? Nine. I think there's 12 weeks until the movie comes out mm-hmm. or there will be when this episode is released. Uh, so we want to do two specials and we were going to say for one of them, oh, yeah. if we can do some kind of Q and a would be sweet. So if anyone has like questions at all, comments, we can do Criticism, an episode. Just yeah. Answering. Anything like, <laughs> well, it shouldn't, it won't be a very good time to say, Hey, this is what you should talk about. Cause at that point we'll probably only have four or five episodes left, but like any kind of anything you want to talk about more of anything that we sort of mm-hmm. glazed over or any connections you want to make between the films or, or you never know suggestions for going forward. We're not entirely yeah. sure what we'll do. And just thoughts you have too. If you have something that you noticed or, uh, some opinion you have that maybe you disagree with us on something. <laughs> Or anything that we just straight up got wrong. I'm sure I've done that a few times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So at 007 Bon Voyage on Instagram or Twitter and uh, 007 Bon Voyage at gmail.com. Send us those questions. And yeah, I think for the other special, like we said, we want to. I mean, we, we find it hard to watch one movie a week and talk about it. It'll be hard to watch several movies to talk about, but we would like to do an episode talking about. Uh, like Austin Powers and Get Smart and freaking Black Widow. Man, you, you should go see Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, maybe I will go see it. It's hilarious. Like I said, it's even got a pre-title sequence and a song. <laughs> hmm. And there's literal shots stolen from movies. Like, And at least it wasn't, it wasn't just hijacked. They didn't like, uh, what do you call it, plagiarize it because they literally are watching Moonraker in it. So I think they're doing it yeah. quite intentionally. But yeah, it, it's more than Kingsman, more references than Kingsman, which to this date I think had the most, the second Kingsman movie. Hmm. Yeah. So we might do that for the other episode right before No Time to Die comes out. And then uh, once that's done, we'll do some rankings and things, I think, after No Time to Die. Yeah. Yeah. So earlier you were saying how, you know, there's four or five really good Bond movies, right? Mm-hmm. So my question is, are all the rest like not as good or like, cause y- your role is like this diehard bond fan. I know there's like some kind of aspect to it where you have to like all the movies, right? I've gotten in a lot of arguments with, uh, film geeks and film nerds. Like I, I, <laughs> the difference between good and awesome, like, I don't think there's very few Marvel movies that are good, but there's a lot that are awesome or fun or whatever. I'll watch anything. I re- like there's most of the James Bond movies are movies. There's a couple that are films that are really, really like that. I would recommend to anybody and that, you know, in a stupid pretentious academic setting, I would lay out its uh, credentials or whatever and say like, here's why it was important at the time. And here's like, some great cinematography in it, why the writing is good, why the characters are good, blah, blah, blah. Like ones that could have won Oscars. And then the rest are, yeah, I'm just a fanboy. It's fun. Like I don't, you know, they're not good. They're just awesome. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. I just love it. I, I love the character. I love the escapism. Like even the, especially the bad ones. They're just in a world that's going to hell. Either we're flooding or we're burning just escaping into James Bond for two hours yeah. is like he'll James Bond could stop climate change and he could also stop the seas from rising. Probably <laughs> like, it's just as it, it's an adult 
escapism. He's just mm. just the side of a superhero. So I, I like it for that. <laughs> so but, you are. But really, not it's good. kind of just you're like you. You don't actively think that like it's the best series of all time or like Fuck all no. these movies are like better than others. You're just no. a big fan of it. Yes, and anybody who does that like I don't know. You, you and I have talked about this a lot outside the podcast. Anybody who's an absolutist or whatever, it just drives me crazy. No, I am in no way saying this is the greatest it, well, it certainly depends on what you're basing it off, the the metric or whatever. It's it's the best franchise as far as its own independence and its longevity and pushing the game. And there's a, like, there's a lot of things to be proud of in it, but each mm-hmm. film within it does is not a great film. Like, I don't think anybody yeah. could honestly say that it's like, I don't know. There's some people who there's <laughs> never mind. I don't want to throw too many potential fans under the bus, but there are <laughs> people who, yeah, they think, some things are the best of the best, even like cartoons that they watched when they were a kid that they still watch. They maintain are the best, like the best thing that's ever been written, or I'm sure it extends to music. This is the best band that ever was like, mm-hmm. no, it's just your favorite. This is my favorite. Yeah. That's all it is. Like I can't watch Octopussy and tell you that's a great film. Come on. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Though. Or diamonds are forever. Jesus. Or Thunderball. No, no. Like I can really, really. And as we did, respect a lot of what they did and the uh, innovation that each different director did and certainly the set work with it, like as, it's got everything that i like as a film fan some people don't mm-hmm. give a shit about stunts or real like effects or props real fucking props no green screen i just mm-hmm. i don't know i love to escape into that like uh I was just watching um, a behind the scenes of Infinity War or Endgame, I guess, when Tony died. And it's hilarious. Like he's he's only wearing a little bit of the actual Iron Man suit. The rest of it's all mocap balls. And he's just there's people all around him and he's in a little green room. And then you watch the real thing. And yeah, behind him, it looks like a really cool video game or whatever. But it's not I don't know. I I can't cry when he dies because it's a cutscene from a video game. That's all I see. Hmm. Whereas, yeah, Bond holding Vesper when there's like miniatures and they're using a camera trick to make it seem like they're closer or whatever, like crushing down behind them and real water splashing around and stuff that I can get emotionally involved in. I might be off on a tangent here, but <laughs> no, no, for sure. It's just like, yeah, like you said, it has everything that you love and yeah. that it's important to you. Right. From the, like, spare no expense, we're going to go to these locations or we're going to build these sets. Like, the practical stuff of making the movies that I just really respect. I love them just going for it to the, uh, yeah, the themes of it all and the escapism and the, the fact that there's a guy who's not, you can't break him. Hmm. And there's very little that's solid. You can't, he won't sell out. He's not compromised, I guess. There's a word I'm looking for that I can't find. He's just a great character. Even, like, that's the one continuing thing. Like, Roger Moore's a lover. Daniel Craig and Connery are killers, but they all have that in common. Like, they're not going to fail, and they're not going to turn, and they have a code or whatever. There's not a lot of consistency, I don't know, in other characters or in the world. I like that. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. 
dork. Interesting. Fucking dork. <laughs> and, and and you know me. It's quite unusual because I don't, I don't know. I don't like anything that much. No, n- not as much as Bond. That's for sure. Yeah. And I don't, and it's just really, really fun. Like, I don't, like I said before, everything else sucks so much. <laughs> not content wise, but like the world, like it's just, I think, I know we don't get into personal stuff or politics or anything here, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Things are shitty and Bond is so good. It's just fun. And there's so many layers to it. So, and there's fucking 24 of them soon to be 25. Yeah. It's just so easy to escape and obsess over it. Cause you know, we just do it again. You catch something new every time. It's just such a great distraction. I w- I honestly, I, I kind of wish I had I got as much out of it as as you do, because it it's definitely it's not bad like I know like how you feel about Bond I feel about other things for sure like what um I don't know like one of the shows I liked a lot was Adventure Time it's like a cartoon but there's a lot of depth to it and there was ten seasons I remember I cried watching the finale of that yeah like and that's one I can always come back to and get stuff out of yeah I. I'm a bit of a nostalgia person. Like I, I've watched mm-hmm. the Sopranos three or four times. Like I do like to rewatch. I find something that's comforting and I go back to it. So it's, it isn't just bond. That's just what we talk about here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like when you met me last year, it wasn't the first thing <laughs> that came up. And no, we, I didn't know until you asked me to do this podcast. Right. Really. And we only talk about it so much now because we're doing a podcast about it. So we're planning it and we discuss it or whatever. It's not omnipresent. Like I don't think about it constantly. It's just, yeah. it's a, it's a hobby almost being a Bond fan, but sure. I could, I could just as easily have said, let's rewatch the Sopranos since you've never seen it and dissect every episode through all six seasons. And I would have loved it. Cause I love watching things with people and talking about them and looking mm-hmm. into it and checking out every angle. I just enjoy that. <laughs> Actually, a better example for me would be Twin Peaks, because I, I would definitely do a Twin Peaks rewatch podcast. Right, which would only be fair. You should look at the... How many seasons are there? Three. And how many episodes per? The first one is shorter. The second one's long. The third one is 16. There's a movie as well. Okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering, uh, comparing run times. Because it's around 50 hours, or like 60 hours, probably, of Bond. Because they're around 2 mm. hours and 10 minutes times 24, so... It's probably similar, yeah. Wait, 2 hours times 24. So, yeah, 48 hours. Plus, give or take, you know, add up all the minutes, that's probably 2 or 3 more hours. <laughs> Just gonna Google that. What is the yeah. total runtime of the James Bond movies? Oh, sure. Total James Bond runtime. See if they include uh, Never Say It Ever Again, which we didn't watch. We could have done that as a bonus episode, too, actually. Maybe we should, since we love our Sean Connery. Um, I don't know how to <laughs> find this. Yeah, it's my guess is like 54 hours, 53 hours. I wonder what the runtime of Twin Peaks is. Well, okay, let's just do rough estimates here. Twin Peaks has... There are 48 episodes plus a movie, and they're around 45 minutes to an hour. So it's actually damn close. Yeah, yeah. Like 53 and 51 hours. That's hilarious. There you go. 
Although, yeah. so how would you, I don't know, man, that's, maybe we won't talk about our future Twin Peaks podcast right now. But, but we should. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm i not opposed. I mean, I, I think I owe you one. And I would love to reverse these roles. I, I talk a lot here. <laughs> yeah, because you haven't seen Twin Peaks at all. And Zero. I, I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it all the way through twice. I, I do think. love, I have a bit more coming into it because I really like Lynch. I've seen That's right. Blue Velvet and Eraserhead and uh probably some others i i like had to watch a few of his movies in mm. film school a decade and a bit ago <laughs> it's weird because i've only seen lost highway outside of the twin peaks stuff and i can't remember if i saw that like i i took a few it was a film theory minor that i took it's not film school i don't want to be like pretending i went and made any movies or anything yeah. uh I th- yeah, we had to watch a few Lynch movies, I think even in my first year. So like, oh, five, long time ago. I don't yeah. remember which ones. Eraserhead was very fucked. And I've watched that a few times since. But anyway, I, I might be game for that. Although, yeah, there's there's so much more here. We'll just have to go back and forth. It would be, yeah. we'll, we'll need a significant break after, but then Twin Peaks. And then I either uh another season or to just check back in sometime because the second time through would be so different same with twin peaks probably i think i've said this to you before but i think if we do more or if we did it again kind of thing i would definitely instead of every week do every two weeks or once a month or something right a little easier yeah yeah for sure yeah it makes you when it becomes work that's no fun but then again, like I said, some of these episodes, like Under Majesty's Secret Service, was more powerful than it had ever been because we had watched all those other ones week after week. I think yeah. maybe like it was more powerful because it's just so glaringly better than the other ones, plus the emotional toll on it. Because there's very little stakes emotionally. Like the stakes are huge for the world, but you always know James Bond's going to win, so it doesn't matter. But emotional stakes, like where you're actually invested in this awesome character to have her die right at the end. Bastards. Yeah. Well, and again, like we just, we've been watching James Bond every week, right? Like mm-hmm. it keeps it fresh in your, your head and you're like living that life kind of. This is our first week that I'm not watching a James Bond movie. Like it's very strange. Yeah. In quite a while where we had a few in the can there before we actually started releasing, we had like you know, 10 or 11 days off once in a while over these last few months. But yeah, I think this will be the biggest gap. Yeah. All right. So just without thinking favorite bond. Ugh, I, I thought too much. Lazy <laughs> the, no, 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 wait, no. Connery. No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my gosh. All right. Maybe I asked this last week or no, I think I asked one of our guests going forward now like say we stopped and somebody said who is james bond who comes to mind like uh you said you did a james bond uh, james bond podcast once uh to a friend and they ask you who who is james bond who what image comes to mind i think it's connery right now but that yeah. might very well be just because we've seen more connery than of anything his. else yeah, yeah yeah and that's totally fair he he is the role <laughs> Yeah. Granted, you've only seen one Brazi, one Dalton, two Crags, and that was three months ago. So that's a that's a hard yeah. question. Who was your favorite villain so far? Uh, maybe Blofeld because I like his cat. Okay, which Blofeld? Out of the Blofelds, probably the one from Honor Majesties. Yeah, Telly Savalas. 
<laughs> you know what's funny? I I totally forgot, but I was um I was looking at my TV settings the other day. I was trying to figure out what model it was because I wanted to Google a question, and I I named it Telly Savalas, my television. Oh really? <laughs> I don't really even funny. remember doing it, but like I was, it was early in the morning, and I was flicking through the settings, and I was like, did I just read Telly Savalas? And it was the name of my TV. So oh at some gosh. point, I named my Telly Telly Savalas. <laughs> that's pre that's pretty good. Yeah, what a dork. So, do you ever get tired of James Bond? <laughs> uh, doing this, I have a couple times. Like, it's summer, and uh, yeah, like you've, we've both said, it kind of feels like work sometimes. But mm. no, uh, I probably, no, I wouldn't have watched them as much as I have. That's for sure. I never watch one a week. I might. Yeah. Like, say I didn't find somebody to do this podcast with me leading up to No Time to Die, I may have had a self-imposed watch through all the movies leading up to it, but it would have been sporadic. I would have watched four on one weekend and then gone six or seven weeks without watching one and then done a few mm -hmm. more, you know. But there are a few that I don't think I'll ever get tired of. I would already watch Under Majesty's Secret Service again. And I'm really excited for a few that are coming up. It's funny, we're through i was thinking this the other day looking at my top 10 mm -hmm. i think we've watched eight out of my top 10 already but i'm really excited for all the other ones like yeah we've got a lot of a lot that you might like a bit more they're they're fun and exciting some funny ones lots of i mean i know you get bored with the action but good action not boring action honestly i'm generally excited for the rest of them like we have dalton's second one I'm excited for. I'm excited for the Brazies because I only got a little bit of him. I'm excited for the Craigs, and you. It seems like the Roger Moore ones that are left are good. The three Roger Moores that are left are my two favorites and the public favorite. <laughs> okay. And the public favorite is always good. I just it. It's like a it's like a James Bond by the numbers, like mm -hmm. you have everything in it and it's just great but it's not exceptional do you know what i mean it's just like spy who loved me is that yeah that's how i feel about the spy who loved me like it's i get why a lot of people love it it's like a perfect james bond movie it's just mm -hmm. i don't know fluff a little bit is was my criticism last time i might i might love it there's so much to love in it i'm a little hard on i'm i'm hard on a lot of like the quote unquote like fan favorite ones yeah for your eyes only which is the one that your old man's going to be a guest on again right the, yeah that's the first one he saw yeah i loved that one and i've always been a big fan of that and if you do a kill is just a guilty pleasure <laughs> As, that's that's the one where he could have been in an old folks home <laughs> he had yeah no, yeah yeah he had no business being james bond but it's still fun and that's the last one we watch before no time? Uh, yeah, that's my thinking. We'll need a little bit of a comic relief. I mean, that might be a terrible idea. It's just because he's so old. So yeah, yeah. I thought like, because you'll, anyway, I don't want to spoil the end of Spectre, but it kind of makes sense. Given the end of Spectre and the trailers I've seen for No Time to Die, A View to a Kill makes sense in between. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. It'll be really fun also to do a recap to see how well the chronology worked to see like, just yeah. like it really makes sense that he's an alcoholic 
misogynistic mess having lived this life <laughs> interesting yeah it'll be fun i'm excited to see no time to die it'll be like new exciting james the freshest yeah the freshest one that's been sitting on a shelf for two yeah. years you have yeah. to you know dust it off so yeah don't go to poland yet so we can go watch it in a theater together you know yeah we'll see about that <laughs> uh yeah i'm super like i said just seeing black widow it was awesome that was just enough to hold me over till i go because i went mm. back to the theater for the first time in a year and a half to see that and uh it was awesome i I can't wait. I was really hoping to see a No Time to Die trailer in the theater, but mm. which I had seen, I think. Uh, the movie I saw before Black Widow was Knives Out. That was the last movie I saw, and that was like f- January or February 2020. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that's the longest I've ever gone without seeing a movie in the theater since I first started going back when I saw Aladdin when I was five or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like I somewhat regularly go to the theater, but not not like consistently, you know. But like, yeah, like past year or two, I was going more before this whole pandemic thing. I was actually going a bit less. I found myself going more to the uh, at the local theater. They biweekly they play old movies. I was going to see the old ones for seven bucks or mm. whatever. Because just no good movies were coming out unless it was Oscar season. So I never bothered, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I used to go a lot. I used to go at least, you know, every two months. Like I would, I would see six to 12 movies a year. Probably. I do love it. I do really like the, um, like those small theaters. Like there was one when I was in Poland before that we would go to. And then, uh, at that, uh, in Wolfville, I don't, I don't know how much we should say places. I don't know. <laughs> we have no stalkers. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway the independent theaters i really yeah like i saw and when i was in poland it was like that's where i saw pretty women and the lighthouse oh, and nice. i think there was some other one and i saw parasite right yeah the oxford here did you ever go there yeah it was yeah like... that's where i saw before midnight actually oh really beautiful and uh francis ha maybe oh yeah nice i, I saw no no country there two nights in a row i saw it like oh my gosh. i went back the next night by myself <laughs> yeah uh yeah that's one that has like it's an old like opera theater kind of thing it has like balconies and shit it's so cool it it was yeah it was then cineplex bought it so because it was you know c- competition and then they kept it open for the obligatory year then like from toronto why do we have this stupid theater with one screen that doesn't make any money shut that shit down and now now it's a fucking bouldering gym yeah yeah they use the height for for climbing it's such a shame that's what we need another bouldering (laughs) whatever we have enough bouldering yeah we don't need to make fun of the hipsters well, it's, just, it's funny because it's different hipsters. It, <laughs> like, we're suppose, the hipsters that yeah. want to go see the, the yeah, you're independent right, you're, movies. You're right. Those active hipsters. Let's make fun of the fly. fit hipsters. <laughs> fit, fitsters. Fitsters, yeah, exactly. All right, I think we've yacked on long enough. Yeah, we can wrap it up. Unless you have anything else to say. If anybody is still listening after all this, hey, write us a friggin' email. You're our fan. Yeah, Send in yeah. a question. If you've listened to this whole thing and you've got here, 
ask a question or just send us say hey and we'll give you a shout out in our next special yeah, yeah. if you've made just it <laughs> say hello yeah we're very needy okay <laughs> exactly yeah and thank you for uh yeah sticking through it through 15 well now 16 episodes and i hope it'll be entertaining going forward for our last 10 or so for you know season one of bon voyage <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, hit us up on at 007 bon voyage on twitter and instagram 007 bon voyage at gmail.com you got it please yeah adam and rob will return with license to kill in you know a week or so bon voyage everybody bon voyage